Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And if I was going to use one and only one word to explain episode number 38, I would say, wow. Tanya Lacey joins us. Ronan Lennon and I are doing shows as part of Thought Leader Life. We're focused on masterminding and learning and growing. And Tanya Lacey, who's absolutely spectacular, uh, comes on the air to join us. And she is just so full of brilliant, talented information that will help you grow, help you learn, help you run your life uh, to have a business in a significantly better way. You're going to want to listen to this episode. Look forward to hearing your feedback. Uh, if you like what you hear, please share with friends and click on the subscribe button. Thanks. Take care. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to episode 154 of Thought Leader Life. Hey, I'm excited to have Ronan Leonard come back with us, and we're focusing on masterminding for the month. Ronan, thanks for, uh, thanks for bringing on a, and by the way, if you're watching this, an awesome guest. Uh, thanks for having me again, Mitchell. Really looking forward to diving deeper, but also getting somebody else's perspective. It's all about that, that rounded knowledge. So yeah, Tanya's going to be a fabulous guest and I can't wait to, to hear what she's going to say. So I'm, I'm as excited as you. I do too. So, so Tanya Lacey, who I want to say Australia, did I get that right? Yeah, you did. Melbourne, Australia. Got it. So international presenter, positive business strategist, an absolute gem to talk to. I, I did a preliminary conversation with Tanya and just absolutely loved it. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And it's, it was great to have that conversation with you, Mitchell. And Ronan, your reach out was beautiful on LinkedIn. I really, I really enjoyed that, the way that you did that. I really did. So thank you. I'm very excited to be here too. This is what international networking is all about. Mm-hmm. And so uh, first thing I, I'd love to ask you, Tanya, is just simply we're, we're focusing, we have five episodes, we're focusing on masterminding mm-hmm. and, and what that is and, and what it does. And as Ronan, who is, who is I don't want to say the godfather of masterminding, but a <laughs> mastermind expert, um, what does masterminding mean to you? Collaboration and co-creation. That's it. So uh, basically, I think we're doing it today. You know, I shared with you before that on a recording like this, I haven't done three before. Uh, But I always talk about that a third mind shows up when two people are focused on serving one another. So if you have two or more people really genuinely focused on serving one another, this amazing thing happens. And I, I refer to it as the third mind. And we're kind of going to be, have a fourth mind maybe here today because we've got the three. But that's how I'd, I'd summarise it. I'd say collaboration and co-creation. That's actually, yeah. it's, sorry, Ronan, I jumped in because I just was thinking, man, that's so cool. So what are, what are the right number of minds? Because we, 
we I could imagine it with uh, Ronan likes eight, I mm-hmm. like twenty or twenty five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's there's a power of having whether it's eight or twenty focused mm-hmm. on one individual and trying to help that one person mm-hmm. with their issues. What what how does what does that mean to you? Given what you just said. I think 12 because uh, something that's divisible by three is 12 divisible by three. Uh, so that's, <laughs> so that's yes. Wait, let me Good. get my calculator. Yeah, great. So you can, you can do a pairing, you can pair up and then you can have a third mind and then, or you can set up a triad. triad. Um, and if you know uh, Buckminster, Buckminster Fuller's work around, um, you know, the power of threes, I talk about the power of threes a lot. I really think that three is an optimal number and, really helps alignment run a lot more smoothly. So I would say anything divisible by three. And I know that when I'm doing my stuff, like I've got a a live event that I do influential leadership, I look at the numbers and I want to make sure that I can put everyone ultimately in a, in a triad. So divisible by three, I would say, and then it could be exponential from there, but that, that initial uh, two and three, and then, you know, expand it from there. So 12. There you go. So it's fifty percent more than what you think, Ronan. <laughs> and I, still less than what I there's, no, there's no perfect number. It's what, what yeah. works for each other. Yes. I love that you quoted uh, Bucky, our Buckminster Fuller, complete genius. Absolutely. So drive that into the sort of main question yeah. about creating these triads or or these super minds, as Napoleon Hill called it. Yeah. How does that lead to a competitive advantage? Okay, great question. So I think that what happens is we all have our own genius. Like we've all got genius. And I think it might even be, I first heard it from Dr. Joe Dispenser where he said that you can't see the label on your own jar. And when you've got other people who are in that space with you and they are just as committed, they will spot things in you that you cannot see. So having that power of those other eyes, who are there to serve you. I think that really will pop, you know, have those popcorn moments, those aha, aha moments that you can capture. And that's the way that you get to see yourself through the eyes of those people that you trust. So uh, actually I was having a conversation with someone yesterday and uh, they were struggling with a little bit of their marketing and I've had them sit in my room and actually buy that program, um, Mitchell. And uh, they were just speaking with me and as I was speaking with them and I was serving them and I was just on a phone call I got this sense of detail and then as we're having this conversation about detail and we were surrendering to the conversation uh, he went oh yeah that's really me actually a client got me in to fix up a problem because the previous people who had done it didn't attend to the detail like I do and boom we popped this person's competitive advantage which was actually coming from the inside out of him and it was through that process I guess of my eyes on him serving in that moment third mind popped up boom now he can optimize that you know with on his social media or whatever it is so I believe that uh, there's a step before this which is around sincerity which perhaps we'll talk about in the masterminding and genuinely not being competitive in the collaboration to create a a competitive advantage uh, I think that's got a lot to do with it if there's too much ego inside that mastermind then it will collapse oh that the, those are two words that we talked about in our previous show with Mitchell I said uh, <laughs> being the person that let go of your ego 
and also being prepared to to help others having that genuine and i mean yeah. genuine because not everyone does they might say it yeah. that need of okay i want the best for this person yeah. and and you're so right we our, our job just in in most walks of life is to see the genius in others and draw it out of them yeah. and not to necessarily reflect our genius on on others say this is what i know aren't i aren't i amazing it's, it's drawing <laughs> out their genius and 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 it's such an amazing feeling when you do that in in like a mastermind environment and as you said creating that competitive advantage yeah so what's when you when you find those competitive advantages for people what do they then go and create or do with it? Do you, do you find that they really finally get it? Mm. Uh, it depends. It depends. For some, so for some people who, okay, it, it depends on the environment. So I work in a, a number of different environments. And, you know, you would say, oh, wow, she works in leadership and positive leadership. But you know what? I'm not really into labels so much. It's more about the result. So if it was a corporate setting, then they're, they're working in a patriarchal space. So it's a top-down thing. And then they're conditioned, so they may not believe their own genius because they've been quashed over time. If it's more uh, someone that's, I call them corporate refugee, so they've left a corporate environment and then all of a sudden they're in the big wide world on their own and there's all this space around them and they're like, oh, uh, there's nothing holding them, so they may have difficulty seeing themselves as well. So um, the first thing would be to really be working with them to own it and then once they own it and get to that center of gravity within themselves, or if you're a musician that's listening, you know, when it's in the pocket, that resonance within self, when you get to that point, that is where you can amplify. So amplification, amplification would be something that you can sustain. So it's got to be something that's a true expression of who you are. It can't be faked um, because people will catch it. People will see it. They'll just they'll pick it up that that's fake. That's not right. You know, people will have a radar for that. So you have to be really super owning it. And then you just start with small steps. So in the case of this guy, it was simply, um, you know, just he's going to change up his Instagram. Like he's a small business. He's in his second year of profitability. And uh, he was just seeking some wisdom about, you know, how he could, he doesn't want to sell himself, but he wants to put himself out there a little bit more and attract the right resonance of people to optimize his strategic advantage. So he would use perhaps social media, uh, whereas a corporate leader perhaps will use it in terms of their own messaging and their own branding and align it to the product or the service that they're, they're offering and promoting and then match all the strategies around uh, presenting it to the marketplace so that there's this complete beautiful alignment that feels you know, that word that gets bantied around authentic, authentic, but genuinely feels authentic, like it's, it's real. So um, a lot in that answer, but basically there's the personal aspect, Ronan, where um, if that person needs some time to catch up to their own power um, and then once they own that, then they're ready to amplify. So it's probably really a two stage kind of thing from my experience. Mm. That's how I'd answer that. Yeah. And then you talked about Amplify. I think one of the things that we talked about in the previous show was also about people running masterminds to create their own bigger impact and their own mm-hmm. legacy. And mm-hmm. to see those other people have those light bulb moments, have more and more of that. W- would you agree that's a great platform for, mm-hmm. for creating that, that bigger than just one-on-one model? Yes, absolutely. So I think, you know, um, it's really interesting, isn't it? It's about 
okay, so we're in this trend. So, so I've been doing this work now for 20, this is 23 years. Ah, and, you know, I started off in that one-on-one space. And I started, you started when you were two. <laughs> Very good. So, right. so that was, uh, you know, that was where I started. It was the one-on-one and I'd gone, you know, cold call an entrepreneur and have a sales conversation with that person and do all those things and get the business and, you know, um, to today where it's more around, uh, you know, one-to-many and community. So, Ryan, I think we're in a great position right now. Like, look at us. Like, you're in the US. You're soon to be in the UK. You know, like, this is about how we can leverage technology for this stuff. Um, so, I think I've lost the, the original question. However, <laughs> where I'm going with it is... Well, I, no, I think, I, I, I know, sometimes you meander, you're right, yeah. and you're like, oh, wait, yeah. wait, I'm not coming back, help, help. So the, the thought that Ronan had and is simply, in terms of the overall context of who you are as an entrepreneur, putting yourself on the marketplace, mm-hmm. right, coach, speaker, yeah. whether you're yeah. in corporate or outside, how is how is masterminding helping you take who you are and leveraging that either for money or for something else? Okay. So where, thank you, Mitchell. Where I was going with it is that back before we had technology, we didn't have these amazing platforms. So I would have a number of communities that I've got both uh, private or secret closed and open. Okay. In all my social media platforms, And within those groups, um, I am helping different positive difference makers make their positive difference. So that's the ripple effect. So I'm using the mastermind concept uh, to support my community and then within those, that community are, you know, other organisational leaders or, you know, other community leaders. The thing that's in common with the people that are attracted to what I do is they're positive difference makers and there's a distinction here. I believe that to get the most out of these platforms, you've got to shift from being in the spotlight to serving the community. And, at, you know, at first when these platforms came out, I think people were, oh, look at me, look at me. There's a massive shift now where you've got to just be a facilitator. You've got to facilitate. So even in that true coaching, you know, servant leader thing, Ronan, that I really get your energy is, it's that, you know, really bringing um, – bringing that servant leadership and facilitation to then uh, 10X or expand or, you know, hold space for those other community leaders. Does that make sense? Yeah, we, we talked about, uh, I was saying that I don't care where the best answer comes from in the mastermind. It doesn't matter and it doesn't have to be the facilitator. It could be anybody. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I totally agree with you 100% on that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about, about context versus content because okay. I know it's something that you're passionate about as well. I talk about it all the time because at the moment we are overwhelmed with content. You see people on their phone all day, every day, you know, scrolling, reading more and more information. And yet businesses are failing at a faster rate than ever before. And also people are struggling to, okay, I've got all this information. How does that apply to me? So can you either talk about your view on that or some, some really key tips of why a mastermind gives you that, that context? Okay, great. So Let's talk con- corporate setting. So once again, we had that top-down approach where you've got the patriarchal thing. I think there's got to be there's a massive shift happening in organisations where they're realising they've got to be more fluid and they've got to be more 
become great space holders, we'll call it. So instead of being the leader that jumps in and has the answers to be okay with sitting on their hands and but, sitting back. But Tanya, I don't want to slow you down, but that's a beautiful wish that doesn't actually happen everywhere. And many leaders are not willing to make that happen. Okay. So uh, in the environments that I'm working in, that's uh-huh. actually... That's actually the the work. We're we're going in and we're saying, hey, the old way hasn't been working for you. You're not getting the results you want. You're not getting, uh, you know, the impact with the people, the retention. You know, you're not attracting the right kind of people into your organisation. You're not getting the results, the profitability, the flow, whatever it is. So, therefore, you as a leader need to look at yourself. So, in my grouping of businesses, I've got a a company called Intercept and the original work that we were doing was around one-on-one work with a leader saying the success of your business is going to be a reflection of you. So if you are someone who tells, you're going to have a squashed organisation. You have to shift your paradigm to become the one that asks and to what you're talking about, Ronan, holding space. So when we talk about context, it's just being the container and being okay with whatever happens in the container, which is innovation. Uh, I'm actually working with a couple of big, big, big uh, law firms, and this is exactly the conversation that's happening at the moment around innovation. You have to shift, flip everything on its head to get the amazing answers and to get the progression. And there's a personal shift that has to happen uh, where the leader has to be open and willing and join the dots, Mitchell, between, okay, I'm not getting the results that I want. What's my part in that? And how can I be a space holder for my people to pop their genius, right, and to be okay with that? And that's a very deep cultural shift that has to happen and has to be uh, committed to by, by, the, organi- by the leadership. Mm. And so as a mastermind, a way in which to do, it's probably one of many, mm-hmm. but is that, can you see that as, as ways to help facilitate or is it more one-on-one or what is it that, I know I'm slightly getting off topic. No, 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 it's great. You're, you're bringing it back to the theme. So um, I think there has to be a thought leader within the organization who's prepared to take risks and shake the culture. And then that the second thing has to happen is that they have to decide that they're going to be the change maker and flip the way they lead. And then they need to have a mastermind outside themselves of other leaders that operate like this so they don't think they're going crazy. Then they need to take that model back into their organisation and recreate masterminds within the organisation, this is at a corporate level, to then make this glue. Um, And my word for it is connectology, okay? They have to become a connectologist. They have to be someone who sees connections, creates connections within the organisation and think completely differently. Now, Mm. there's a big uh, piece to this that that makes it work, which we might get to in a minute. Uh, But that's the use of mastermind theory from supporting oneself to then going back into an organisation and being a change maker or into a community and paying it forward, you know? I, I, I like it a lot. So largely my aha moment and just listening to you right now mm-hmm. is what needs to happen in the transformation of corporations and how they run themselves of who they are today as part of an industrial age way of doing business to a social way of doing business, Mm -hmm. the concepts that are part of the masterminding group, 
part of the mm-hmm. masterminding focus, part of what Ronan's really excited about. Those concepts are what need to be applied to corporate leadership. That is, mm-hmm. That's kind of what you're saying, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. And, you know, Ronan. Dude, that's uh, powerful. Ronan, yeah. that's powerful. Yeah, it's, it is, it can almost be this global movement. You know, we, we talked about the very first start of what a mastermind is and, and I gave the perfect example of the impressionist movement is, mm-hmm. is a, a true mastermind movement where they all collaborated together mm-hmm. and creating that. And we touched on briefly about say HR, we gave an example of HR managers collaborating with each other and mm-hmm. finding out what works globally, not just mm-hmm. within their little niche or within their little silo. And, and then applying that to, back to their organizations rather than trying to figure it all out themselves. Yes. Yes. Because the reality Amazing. is that we, we, we can't figure it all out ourselves, right? No one There's, has all the answers. No, no one has yeah. all the answers. And there's seven, there's seven secrets. Da, da, da. A secret is just stuff you don't know. Yeah. And with increased complexity, we yeah. need to tap into other people that, that have different skill sets. And, yeah. and how we do that is mm-hmm. just however we do that in whatever organization needs to be some kind of structure around it so that we are learning at a faster rate than just one person learns something and then hopefully they've got enough knowledge that they pass on to other people. Absolutely. And I've just got, we've got a shift from a knowledge economy to an I'm okay to not know economy. Because Ooh. when we, when we shift to that was my bigger heart because when we shift. To that, <laughs> That's an interesting okay. one. <laughs> it's an okay to not know. So ego is very wrapped up in this. So, I want, I want to flip to something if I can, and I, I don't know if you want to use this in the Please. end product or not. <laughs> so I think this is the thing about diversity and about male and female energy, okay? So when I talk about myself being a connectologist, I am wired to see the unseen. It's just something that happens for me. And I know that very aware leaders, and Ronan, I got you on this, you're definitely here, high emotional intelligence, higher human, high humanity, um, and you know, creative and so on, and really there to serve. It's very easy for you to um, first of all spot um, potentiality in others, and then actually appreciate it and draw it out of them, right? But it's when you're a, a male alpha who's leading an organisation, who had a father that probably kicked you to death somehow, or you you know you had some really bad experiences growing up around you. No, don't uh, you know? Don't show your emotions, all that stuff. All of a sudden, we don't want to value the the emotion. We don't want to value the humanity. And so we just tell people what to do. And that one shift of being okay with not knowing and being okay with having the answers at a personal level then creates the curiosity that enables you to hold the space for other people. That's a massive shift that has to happen in the economy and for people to feel okay not knowing, like really genuinely being, hey, guys, I've run out of answers. I don't actually know what do we want to do because we're making it up as we go. So, for instance, there are huge disruptors happening right now in the automotive industry, massive huge huge disruptors and even um you know i just was watching um the uh, you know the german economy at the moment like everything's changing so we're in a situation where a lot we don't know everyone's making it up and it's okay and the moment that we're really genuinely okay with not knowing we own that we're free because then we can just be in co-creation we can be in taking risks we can be in improving and be more open to this mastermind concept. Not have, and the main point I want to make is that 
you know, and I talked about this with you uh, as well, Mitchell, around as human beings, we're made up of mind, body, spirit and emotion. Body's physical and people are wired to noticing the physical things, the physical brand, the physical what things look like, how much money you've got in the bank, what car you drive, all that stuff. Yet it's spirit and emotion and our mind, which are all invisible forces that actually drive everything else. So you've got those three things that are driving the physical. And in my own um, world, at my influential leadership stuff, I talk about, you know, influential leadership in my world is influence, which is invisible forces, and leadership is guiding. And I believe the new evolution will be guiding the invisible forces and to guide the invisible forces you've got to draw them out from other people you've got to draw out emotion you've got to draw out their energy you've got to draw out their thinking and you can't draw something out by telling we've got to ask so the not knowing economy is really an asking economy versus a telling economy and that one little shift creates everything into a mastermind yeah, perfect, perfect. I often say to people that, that struggle to see something, it's like one of those dot paintings. You walk past and you go, oh, I don't know what it is. I stare at it for hours. And someone walks past and says, oh, yeah, it's a cat. It's a dog. It's a horse. <laughs> why can't you see that? And you feel almost like an idiot. Well, why can't I see it? But we all can't know everything. So you've eloquently really sort of tapped into to that, that idea that that's your first acceptance is to say, look, I haven't got it all figured out. Let me go and find find people that already have, that know something I don't, that can improve mine. And, and it's not a question, oh, I must be dumb because I haven't figured this out. It's, I must be smart because I know that I don't know everything. Let's go and find other people. Absolutely. And I don't know if you probably be familiar with Howard Gardner's work out of Harvard around the multiple intelligences. And he talks about, it's not how smart you are, it's how you're smart. And so some people are spatially intelligent. Some people are, you know, are into, you know, the physicality. There are many, many ways that we're smart. And this is something I had to really grapple with myself. I mean, I'm in boardrooms now working with MBAs and PhDs and really super intelligent people. And I didn't finish high school and I had to overcome that. But originally that to me was, oh my goodness, I didn't finish high school. So how, you know, who am I? Who would they listen? Yet that was my strategic advantage because I thought so differently. I kind of like skipped all the traditional stuff and uh, ended up flipping that for myself. So I think that the curiosity piece, you know, uh, and and being that genuinely supportive uh, shoulder to shoulder culture in in an organization or a community where you really want to, pay it forward and you really want to help that person see that the best version of themselves if you're coming from that space mm. uh, and you're, you're, you're a, that's, that's a powerful leader versus a forceful leader or a controlling yeah. leader or an ego leader, right? And that's, that's the shift, I think. That's yeah. the shift. You're just, you're just the catalyst. You're, it's not, sometimes it's not even any of your input. It's just you getting the maximum output from from somebody else that that um, really pays it forward so so tanya are you are you saying then that most of the clients by the time they reach you they've already realized that something's broken and they need to get it fixed or mm-hmm. do you actually go in and 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 people go man things are really screwed up i don't i they don't even know what's broken right tell me uh- both, both, both. Because sometimes you've got people who are, uh, great question, Mitchell, uh, but sometimes people just are genuinely excited and committed to improve. And they're like, 
personal development junkies. They just want to, what don't I know? There are those kind of people. So they're probably more the positive bias people, but they're also negative bias people who are, you know, always focused on what isn't working and uh, oftentimes uh, know they've got a, something's got to shift and change. So I can work in both spaces with the negative people and the positive people. And in, in the end, it's about helping them get their own result. And this, I think, really ties into what you were saying before, Ronan, about sometimes we're just the catalyst. Like, you just show up and, and you wait and they've got the answer. But they haven't stopped long enough to, to look in that spot. So... The, the 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 answer to the problem is inside the sorry the, the solutions inside the problem right it's just that they haven't looked at it first had held space to look at it uh, and they need someone else to come in and, as a wedge as an external person to say okay let's put some attention on this right? can, can I ask a so this is a very focused question okay. uh, Ronan, you'll see the the nature of this and and two different directions, Tanya. I'd like you to work with the alpha male who is used to being on top and using the whip. And I'd also like you to work with the timid individual who's Mm -hmm. not used to being, and both of which I want to say, how do you be a good facilitator? Okay. So what are the rules for being what are the rules, practices, outcomes to being a good facilitator? And you could take it from both ends of the spectrum. Great. If you buy my program, the Influential Letter Online, it's got the answers in it. Okay. Um, so, so I'm going to ask you how to, how to buy that when we're great, done. Great, 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 great. Thank you. So uh, I'm happy to share. So I think it's about the pre-work, like the preparation. You really need to check in that that alpha is ready. Okay. So... Uh, uh, I think one of the things that is a giveaway is that someone who has to be in control all the time and they're really scared will overcomplicate everything. They'll use a lot of big words. They'll use a lot of deflection. They'll use a lot of stuff that's just like smoke and mirrors. So as the facilitator in that, you have to be very comfortable in your own skin and you have to be not attached to the outcome because it could be a mess right so you have to just be really comfortable in your own skin and basically ask questions of them like you're seven years of age uh, and, and the reason you want to do that is you just cut through all the intellect and you go straight to the you know Ronan's nodding he totally gets this you just cut straight through right and they're like haven't been asked that before it's like mm-hmm. so in that moment, then, if they're ready, then they will uh, start to realise it's them because the success of the business or, the, or whatever's happening is a mirror of, what, of them. It's like my people are always so angry and, you know, they won't, they won't do what I tell them to do. It's like, well, look in the mirror, right? Now, I know any coaches watching this know this, but it, you, you as the facilitator have to be the one who is holding the outcome of breaking that down higher and bigger than you and sometimes you also as the facilitator have to realize you might not be the best person and to be prepared to bring in other people which is also the mastermind so I surround myself with a lot of people I can bring in as resource okay on the timid side um, it's about connecting that person with what they really want to create like you can they can stay where they are they can stay 
how they are. However, if there's a burning dissatisfaction and there's a gap between where they want to be and where they are, our job is to just help them uh, move, make a step. And that's often, that's often the hardest thing is just making the first step. So it's really getting them emotionally, spiritually, thinkingly, if that's a word, I'm making up words too, Mitchell, uh, <laughs> thinkingly, uh, to, to reconnect with what, what do they really feel gives them that deep satisfaction and to, to, to muster that energy again and channel their energy into, towards that thing, right? And, and, so, sometimes, and sometimes they just need that permission. Yeah, that permission just, to, yeah. to, to say you've got this genius inside you, you, you permission to run a mastermind, permission to, to create a bigger impact, permission to, to do more than they thought possible. And that's the, the, the secret sauce they're sometimes missing is that you've got this, you, you, just, you just haven't seen it before. And, and, and in, a, in a way, you're leading them to, 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 to the confidence and the permission for them to go, yeah, I've, I've got this. I didn't see that before. We touched on it before. Of Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And something's coming up now, if I can share it, it's around wounds. So Ooh. wounds. Sometimes uh, a, a very specific examples popping up. So a long time ago, I will, ne- will never disclose the company. However, I was called in by a board to work with a senior executive and someone who was an international brand and someone who was very, very well thought of and they were leaned into all the time one-on-one. So they were the fix-it guy. So if someone had a problem, they called this guy and, you know, what do you think, what do you think, what do you think? And he had the answers. And this guy wanted to, it would have been about 48, you know, well-presented, MBA, had it all, the suit, the whole thing, looked the part. And he wanted a, an international role and he wanted to uh, do, do an expat posting. And the board called me in and said, we've got a problem because he's amazing one-on-one. But the moment that we put him in front of a room full of alphas, he's going to let, us, let our brand down, right? And they tried public speaking, presentation, all this outside-in stuff, right? So I said, look, you know, no promises, but we'll go through our process. So my intercept process starts with this deep dive piece. And what we discovered was he had been bullied when he was about six or seven and he completely shut it out. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm a common sensologist. Um, He had actually completely blocked that out, that memory. And so what was happening was the moment he was in, he'd walk into this room with his other colleagues and he would just shut down. He'd cower. And they, could, they, they watched this shift happen. So when we went through this conversation, we could pinpoint this early memory that he hadn't cleared that wound and hadn't realised there was a cost to it. And so because of that, we, we cleared that. And then, you know, he, he, he showed up. He got the role. He ended up um, speaking at his sister's um, birth, 40th birthday. All this stuff popped when he repurposed the energy that was locked up in that, that wound he hadn't cleared. So sometimes the thing preventing us from moving forward and going for the vision or the thing that we, and the difference making or creating the mastermind or doing the show or whatever it is, is some locked up thing that we have, we can't even see. We didn't even know it's there. Uh, It's crazy. By the way, I just thought I'd mention. So common sense ologist is a book that so it's not a dictionary word, but a book put out by Nicholas Giordano in, wow. in 2016. Okay. Okay. And 
unthinkingly is a word in the Oxford Dictionary. <laughs> it's, in a, it's a manner involving thinking with proper consideration consciously and deliberately. There so we, we are go. downloading the wisdom because I had no idea. That's awesome. <laughs> I think okay, we're so, using Google this time instead of a mastermind. Oh, well, so that's, <laughs> see, that's part of the transformation you're calling for yeah. is simply that, you know, the old school is we'd go and we'd be given a test and we'd have to memorize all this crap. And some people are good at memorization. Some people aren't. It's not going to help you get further, you know, unless you're a doctor and you need to have some common things in your head. Everything's a Google search away. So you have to feel comfortable going, you know, that might be a word. I'm playing Scrabble. Let me just check to see because I'm going to use it next time. Absolutely. Uh, Tanya, you are awesome. Um, is there... How are you? So are you, right? <laughs> we're all awesome. Well, we, we're all awesome, but... Roland Barjan, he is by definition even awesomer. So, and that's probably a word too, but I'll look it up when I'm done. <laughs> so, is there a question that we should have asked you that we didn't? Yeah, what are you here to do? Oh, okay. So, Tanya, what are you here to do? Okay. <laughs> I'm here on this planet to remind people of how awesome they are and to remind them that life's short and to use absolutely every opportunity to leave things better than they were. So uh, this whole positivity movement stuff that I'm doing is all around, you know, positive business, positive workplace, all that stuff. However, it can have economic impact and it can be measurable. You know, we can get more positive results and so on. But really, when you are with another human being, to appreciate them, is the ultimate moment because that's how we create memory. So, um, you know, if you want to depreciate an organisation, you stop appreciating the people. So, you know, and, and just as a, as, a, as a staffer or someone starting out their own thing, if you appreciate every person that you encounter and you, you know, you spot something in them that you say it, say, you know, I really appreciate I really appreciate it. And you, that might be the first time that person's ever heard it. And mm. you're helping them read the label on the jar. And if everyone did that, we would appreciate, you know, the planet, like the, the, the vibe of the planet. Like we would uplift. So upliftment. So we're full circle back to upliftment, right? I think this is where the alignment is even unconsciously with, with, with us today. And perhaps the reason you reached out to me, Ronan, is you, you intuitively knew that this is kind of a, my theme. And it's really about helping people or seeing people, seeing people. And we, mm. we get to see others every day. So just optimize, make the most of that opportunity to see people. And, so and that's what I'm to do. Tanya, that's, uh, you make my heart sing as I'm listening to you. How, how do people uh, buy your program or reach out to you? Okay. So I would say right now uh, they could check out leadersuite.com. That would be a good thing to do. And there uh, you can reach out. There's the resources there. And also that program I mentioned, which is all about how to be an awesome facilitator and the people dynamics. And, of course, Facebook or LinkedIn. You know, that's how we met Ronan on LinkedIn. And I love LinkedIn for my professional network. And then for my entrepreneur network, I'm kind of more, more on, on Facebook. So Tanya Lacey Online on Facebook and Tanya Lacey on LinkedIn. Beautiful. Thank you. Ronan, what did you, what did you think? How do you summarize this episode? Oh, it's really hard. We went down so many rabbit holes. I, 
what I got from Tanya was a, a huge amount of emotion and, and empathy. And I think that we're missing empathy sometimes. And, and that does tie into this sort of, sort of mastermind, having empathy for others. Sure. We haven't got it figured out. We've got our own set of problems. We're always trying to, to grow, to improve, to, to get better, but then recognizing that when we're all in the same boat and, and connecting with those like-minded people that, that also want to pay it forward, want to help other people and, and, and have that empathy and say, okay, well, look, maybe I haven't got it all figured out, but I know I can help this person and I can help that person. So that's what I took from, from that. And just, just Tanya's passion. Uh, you know, it just shone through in, in spades. That was, that was amazing. Thank yeah, you, Ryan. Rona, how do people reach out to you? The best way to reach out to me is also on LinkedIn, like Tanya says. I'm Ronan Leonard, the mastermind guy there. A uh, little bit on Twitter, not so much. And website is eaccountability.io. You can message me through there. Any questions, any ideas? Uh, again, I'm a huge collaborator. So, yeah, contact me if you've got any questions. And, and thanks, Ronan. And, and Tanya, from the beginning of the conversation till the end, what fascinates me most are the number of people getting to the same place or and presenting it in the same way. And, and we're not there as a world yet. We're not there as a society where there are still too many people who are alpha male, whether or not they're male or female, who just think that the world is, is successfully achieved by bullying and by not appreciating and by not bringing out the best in others. And I, I hadn't really realized until this episode, Ronan, how powerful the concept of the mastermind can truly be through Tanya's eyes. The ability to change not just individual consultants' activities of who they are and how they operate, but also within a corporation, both by keeping sane, by having, as you mentioned, Tanya, having an outside group of other influencers. I've done that many times at, at corporations. Mm -hmm. And also by bringing in that influence inside through the mastermind concept. Mm -hmm. and, and I think if, I, I, if I'm taking away one thing, it's to ask more, speak less. That's, that's my, if I'm summarizing, mm -hmm. what, what did, so a half a year from now, Mitchell, mm. what you learned from my episode, ask more, speak less. I mean, I, there are many other things in life that, that mm. I do and I take away. And I think I process that mm. or, or in, in Silicon Valley speak, I think I grok that. I understand it and practice it, mm. but I, it is such a beautiful concept for any high level executive mm. to actually wear that it's by itself would be beautiful. Mitchell, you, as you're saying this, and I know we're wrapping up, two things. The first is I'm getting a flashback of being in Europe and I spoke for, at, a, uh, at a bank and I was uh, a guest speaker at a dinner for the executives of a bank and the chairman was there and I did a little talk and I taught three things and shared three things and the, you know, the grey-haired, glasses, mature, amazingly experienced um, gentleman said the thing I got out of this was ask. So your val you sharing that validated me. Um, so thank you for that. Oh, I think you don't that need validation. You're just way too cool as it is. Anyone who listens to you, well, you, 
you're right there. So, but anyhow, well, it, happy to happy to say yes, but mirror, yes. Yeah, it's, mir <laughs> it's mirroring back, right? Um, and I think the the ask the ask piece is uh, humility too, and it does tie back to the not knowing, and it's full circle, right? It's it's about it's okay to not know and it's okay to lean in and it is okay to ask. And that's those feminine qualities. However, if we don't get a little bit more gentle, you know, things, if they're too uh, sharp and hard, they, they will, they'll just snap, you know, that they're, they're brittle. We, we need to have that flex. And when you start asking inside the organization, you get the transformation through that flexibility. And that's what can be facilitated once that, senior leader, you know, really gets that and begins to, begins to ask more. Okay. Massive aha. Massive aha. Never ask why. Mm. You can't answer that question. You can't go back to ask it. So you need to. Wait, just yeah, you're right. We, I'll tell you what, we need another episode just on that. <laughs> right. Done. Done. And done. Done. Um, I know Simon Sinek is passionate about that in terms of purpose, but here's my final tip. You cannot, the moment you ask one of, if there's a CEO listening to this or someone, you know, in that alpha mode we talked about before, when they ask someone in their organisation, why did you do that? You've got to think about when you were a kid and you had a parent or someone supervising you, the moment that you ask why, you shake in your boots. This is a TED Talk. This is my TED Talk. So it's about understanding that you're going to freeze that person. You're going to actually intimidate them and put them into fear. And oh, if that's I what you want to create, if you want to create your uncertainty you. and doubt in your organization, you keep asking people why. Why did you do that? Why? So there's not only ask more questions, but it's what questions to ask and to not ask. So there's a, there's a little so, subtle so, thing. So I hear you. And I just have to say, as beautiful as that sounds, and because it's so controversial, it, it really is. I actually think it's okay to ask why you just, in, when you're in a position of authority, your why, although it may sound like a good thing, comes off as a negative. And that's, that's kind of what you're saying. I, I, I'm a big fan of knowing why things are done. Why things are done or why you stand for who you are or who you are and what you do, that has to be part of your makeup. But specifically in a, an accusatory fashion, asking somebody, why did you do that? I, I've noticed as a, as a manager, as a director, as a VP, when, a, when that sort of things happen, then you're getting people on defensive and that's not what we want. And mm -hmm. so beautiful. It takes people backwards and it takes people into the negative. And yeah, we can, uh, we can explore that further. This is fun. Uh, Ronan, I hadn't okay. realized. I'm glad, I'm glad we had Tanya first uh, as our guest because it opens up a realm of possibility of what a mastermind can really be, not just uh, for individual coaches and others, but also inside a corporation. And we have to stick at this high level because I absolutely uh, do that. We also need to close. So let me tell you how you could reach out to me. Um, so... Just go to my name, Mitchell Levy, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-L-E-V-Y-360.com. You'll be able to see a customer testimonial of how I have listened and interacted with my audience um, <laughs> and also connect to me on a social media platform that's relevant for you. And if you need to book time, you can find it there as well. 
And that's MitchellLevy360.com. Uh, Ronan, thank you so much for making this happen. Tanya, you're, you're everything I thought we'd have and then some uh, based on our call. So thank you. thank you so much. And thanks so much for watching or listening to this episode of Thought Leader Life. Look forward to seeing you at the next one. Uh, take care, everybody. Bye now. Bye. Thanks. This is Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy from AHA That. Thanks for listening to this episode of Thought Leader Life, where I'm joined by one of our thought leadership co-hosts to create compelling thought leadership that will propel their status in their industry. To learn more about Thought Leader Life, go to thoughtleaderlife.com. And to learn more about creating and sharing your aha moments, go to ahathat.com slash author, where you can also find a link to book a strategy call. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.